Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. From Orange County. I had no idea that was your husband. To New Jersey. I never expected this. Seven up, seven up. Get behind the scenes and relive the drama. Don't talk to him. He's a little twerk. All of this is unimportant to me. With exclusive interviews and celebrity guests. Let me tell you something right now. This is Getting Real with the Housewives. Fabulous. Going with the weird fabulous. Now, here is your host. Hey guys, welcome to Getting Real with the Housewives. I have Real Housewives podcast from right here at Us Weekly, where we break down all your latest Housewives news, give you exclusive interviews with your favorite ladies, and dish the dirt on all things Real Housewives related. I'm your host, Christina Garibaldi. And I'm your co-host, Joe Drake. And we have a great show for you guys today because we are sitting down with the Countess herself, Miss Luann De La Sef. It's going to be a lot of fun. But first, we have to catch you up on a lot of news because, like always, there's a lot of it. Right, Joe? Like always. But I got to say, I, Luann, is she our first guest that's come on to the podcast twice? She must be a fan. I think so. Yes. She's totally a fan. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, Christina, I just want to come back on Getting Real with the Housewives. Well, I do love a <laughs> mid-season catch up with these ladies. I do too. It's always so much more fun because at the beginning they're like, oh, I can't tell you. You have right. to wait and see. At right. least now we have some stuff to talk about. Absolutely. Well, getting into the news, Camille Grammer knows how to get herself in the headlines because <laughs> as we saw in a preview for next week, Camille will be making a little cameo on the show. So she knows when to tweet and get her name into the mix. She totally does. She's yeah. all, she's all about a, a good headline. Totally. And she made one this week because she tweeted saying, as I said before, Denise is carrying this season, even though I have no problem with EJ, I would like to see Erica bring something more than self-promotion, which I kind Yikes. of, I know. I thought it was interesting because I completely agree with her that Denise is carrying the season because I think that when Denise is on the screen, you know, there's going to be something going on with her and the ladies. But I didn't know she had an, any issue with Erica. No. And I love when a viewer suggested that uh, Erica's team is huddling to come up with a clapback. And she added that I can handle it. I have survived cancer an awful public divorce and my house burnt down. Oh, totally. I, I, do you think that like she was offered to come back full time? I would imagine that she would have been, don't you think? I, I would, too. And if she was, I can't imagine she would have turned it down. I know, I know. It, you know, but like you said, she's going to pop up next week and yeah. we'll see what kind of drama she brings. But yes, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills is back. I mean, it's been, what, off for the past month. Oh so my it was God, nice it to was, see the ladies. It was nice to see the ladies, but I don't, we haven't discussed yet, but 
I, I thought it was another snooze fest. Yes, kind of. I mean, I feel like, okay, maybe next episode we'll right, finally we'll... get the drama that we need because yeah. thank God for the housewives of before because otherwise we'd have nothing because Brandy Completely. comes back, Camille comes back, Adrian Maloof is back. So yeah, it's finally that episode we're waiting for with the old gals coming back right. and mixing things up a bit. Right. But it's kind of sad that you have to rely on your former housewives to bring right. the drama this season. Yeah, totally. So, like never know. before would I say that I was looking forward to Brandy Glanville's return. But. <laughs> seriously. Seriously. Well, we're going to break down more of the episode in just a little bit. We have to talk about Dorit's new look. Oh my God. I was shocked at this. So she posted right. on Instagram that she got new teeth. Yeah, brand new teeth. <laughs> brand new teeth. She shared, as I've gotten older, I did notice that my teeth have gotten smaller, which I didn't know that that really happened. I didn't happened. know it was a thing. <laughs> but then she sort of went on to say that, like, she grinds her teeth at night, which I also mm -hmm. do. So that is sort of a big deal. Dentists always say you should be, like, wearing a mouth guard or doing things if you grind your teeth because that can lead to all sorts of problems. Mm -hmm. Well, she fixed it. So she, <laughs> she fixed it. looks good. She looks good. I mean, I didn't notice... I mean, again, she had straight teeth before. I think she looked great before. But this new teeth, she kind of looks like Jackie from New Jersey to me. There's she some does. sort of similarity bit, that I yes. never saw before. Yeah, no. I mean, but she looks good. Her and Jackie could twin it up. Who knows? Totally. Well, and <laughs> yeah. PK got new teeth at the beginning of the year. So, you know, that kind of happens too. like she's looking at her husband's teeth like, ooh, those look nice. I need some. <laughs> right. Yeah. If you're going to get it, I'm going to get it. Right. Moving on to Teddy Mellencamp. This is such scary news. She revealed that her four month old daughter, Dove, has to have neurosurgery, which I has to be like every parent's nightmare. Yeah, this is horrible. Christina, I thought of you when the story broke because you're a yeah. new mom and my sister's a new mom. Yep. And I thought about my niece and, you know, my sister had a difficult labor when it came to pushing and she had to have an emergency C-section. And these were things I'm learning just as the uncle, you know, right? with the baby's head shape and things that happened before giving birth and after giving birth. And clearly, you know, Teddy is dealing with this as well. But she said that she has great doctors around and apparently there's a very high success rate with the neurosurgery that baby Dove will be having. But apparently it was something with something fusing before birth with the yeah. skull. Yeah, this lamboid sutures at the back of the head, it fuses before birth. I apologize if I'm saying it wrong, but right, she was yeah. diagnosed with lambdoid cranocinetosis. I think that's how yeah. you pronounce it. But, yeah. you know, she reached out to people on Instagram and said, you know, if anybody's going through this, please let me know. And I was kind of going through the comments and it seems like this may be a little bit more common. I mean, it's still very rare, but a little bit more right. common than you thought because you know, a lot of people were reaching out to her. Some people even had the same doctors that she's going to, and she was oh, able to connect that way. So, yeah. you know, at least like she, she definitely has a lot of support. She said that the recovery will include one week in the hospital, two at home, and that the neurosurgery has a very high success rate. So we are wishing them nothing but the best. And of Absolutely. course, all in our thoughts and prayers. So yes. um, we will definitely keep you updated as soon as she has the surgery and we know the outcome, which I'm yes. sure will be great. Absolutely. All right, let's move right along to Real Housewives of New York because our girl Bethany is showing off some fun times with her boyfriend, Paul. She is. You know, she sort of kept this relationship under wraps, which I think is right. good. I mean, we all know she's been with Paul for a while now. We've seen yep. pictures of him in the past, but she posted a really cute picture of them on the 4th of July. And 
I think they look really cute together. They do. They look really cute. They look really happy. As we know, you know, she's been through some hard times. She lost her previous boyfriend. And, you know, it seems like Paul has been there by her side since that really happened. Right. And I think that put them in a good place because I think I assume that when Bethany saw Paul rising to the occasion and sort of helping her through that grief, that is attractive. And Bethany probably was like, he's such a great guy, you know? Oh, totally. Yeah. So I do think though, he looks like Jason. Don't you? He does a little bit. Oh, there's a little bit. (laughs) You would think that she would go totally opposite (laughs) from Jason, but I don't know. I guess she has a type. Totally. (laughs) Okay. So it seems like the ladies of Real Housewives of New Jersey are living it up at the Jersey Shore. Yeah, they are. They shared some really cute pictures of their 4th of July celebration. Teresa, Melissa, Dolores, Jackie, they were all there. Jennifer Aiden was noticeably absent. Yep. And there has been rumors, I think we've discussed this, that she may not be returning for the next season of Jersey Housewives. Ooh. We'll have to wait and see, but I think this picture is going to fuel some of those rumors because, oh, like sure. I said, it was just the four ladies. I mean, Margaret wasn't there either, so mm-hmm. anything is possible, but it looked like they were having a great time. Frank Catania was there. Joe Gorga was there. Jackie's husband, Evan, was there. and Everyone looked like they were having a great time. A but really good time. It's those pictures of Jackie that I was like, Dorit they're the like literally twins. There's something yeah. similar. Yeah. And I never noticed it before. All these ladies look great. Like Melissa looks fantastic. Like abs for days. Like look at her. Oh my God. Melissa looks yeah. incredible. And she really does. My sister and I were talking about it actually too this week because I'm home visiting in Michigan and my sister is binging New Jersey this week as we speak. And uh-huh. She was like, Melissa just looks like a completely different person. And it she really does. She just does. <laughs> but I said to Megan, my sister, I was like, she looks fantastic. So whatever work she has had done, bravo. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Those are some good work. I yes. mean, and it looks so nice. They're like right on the water. Ugh, living their best lives. I know. Do, do you make it to the shore? Because you're our, our resident Sometimes. Jersey girl. I haven't. My, one of my friends has a place down uh, near LBI, Long Beach Island. So uh-huh. we kind of go down every single year. We bring, you know, the whole family kind of goes down and we all uh, get together. But I don't think we're going to be able to do it this year because of coronavirus, which really stinks because we've been doing it for the past few years and it's fun to get all the kids together. But I know next year. (laughs) Yeah, totally. It kind of seems like you would need to have like your own place to feel safe. Yes, totally. 100%. Um, Well, speaking of having their own place that feels safe, Teresa revamped her entire home. It looks really beautiful. She brightened up the place, has brand new furniture, out with the Joe, in with the new, I guess. Absolutely. You said <laughs> yeah. it. I mean, I I got to say, I've known some people, some of our colleagues have done shoots at Teresa's house. It's clearly mm-hmm. beautiful. We've seen it on the show. But I do think it needed an update, in my opinion. It did. It <laughs> you did. know, it, yes. was, it was very old school Italian. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And you're sort of nearby, right? Is that what the I houses am. look She's like? actually... She's actually, I won't, t- she's five yeah. minutes up the road for me. Yeah, don't give, <laughs> no don't give away your address or hers. <laughs> <laughs> right, but she is, she's five minutes up the road for me. And that's, you know, definitely the style of the homes around here. Right. And that's very much the interior design of the homes around here as well. Especially, I think, when they bought the houses, like, I'm, I would imagine, I think that she bought the house probably in the early 2000s or the, you know, right. late 90s, I think. 
So definitely that is the style of the homes around here. But I mean, gorgeous home. I mean, it looked great before and it looks great now. Yeah, she recruited interior designer Jimmy De Laurentiis. And I think he did a great job. And again, like we've talked about with Bobby Burke, that scandal from the other week, which we thought was so fascinating. I think it's a great opportunity for designers, hair and makeup people, whatever have you to get exposure on Housewives because a lot of people watch it. And I think a lot of people are probably going to be calling this Jimmy guy for work now you know yeah i mean you look at the photos and he really made it so bright and so light and it really gave it the facelift that it needed definitely and i think too since her father unfortunately passed recently she probably thought now's a good time you know joe's no longer there unfortunately Mm -hmm. her father passed and it's like time for a, a, a new start fresh start right Totally. Definitely time for a fresh start. Moving on to somebody else that's about to have a fresh start is uh, Cynthia from Real Housewives of Atlanta. Cynthia Bailey is, of course, planning her wedding to Mike Hill. And we're getting a little bit more of an update on what the wedding is going to look like, right? Yeah. So she's 10-10-2020 is still the plan. Still on. And as the summer has progressed, I don't know about you, but I've talked to a few people that I know that are getting married and... Some of them are in early fall and they've already started to reschedule, unfortunately, because of everything that's going on. So I think as unfortunately, as the days tick on, Cynthia and her fiance may need to rethink what they're going to do. I know my sister, my brother-in-law's family owns a wedding place uh, here in New Jersey and they still don't know when they're going to be opening up. So who knows what's going to happen? You know, it's, it's such a shame. It's you know, it's hard for the people that are working in these industries, hard for the people that are getting married because everything is up in the air. And who knows even what next year is going to bring if they're right. going to have to postpone their weddings even more. It's crazy. I know. It's crazy. But, you know, her wine store, Bailey Wine Cellar, has reopened in Atlanta. Obviously, they're under those strict safety precautions that mm-hmm. everyone is supposed to be following, I guess. And, right. you know, she shared on social media on July 2nd that she got a massage saying she was feeling much better spiritually, mentally, and physically. And I, it sort of reminded me that like, you know what, there's so much that is out of our hands these days. Cynthia, good for you. Get a massage. Don't even think about just take it day by day because day you, by you, day. you don't have any choice. No, you really don't. It's you know? like totally out of your hands. Yeah. Well, yeah. Hopefully that they'll be able to get married. Who knows if maybe they'll just scale it back and just have close family and friends, keep it really small, which a lot of people are doing. Right. Because if you, you know, want to get married on 10, 10, 20, 20, I know people love those numbers. Yeah. You can go to City Hall, just the two of you, right. and maybe have your reception next year. A little bit later on, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm sure she'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to our clip of the week. We haven't been able to say this in a while or haven't been able to show any clips of the week because the franchises have both been off. I know we haven't. Thank God. And we're really excited. So what is our clip of the week? All right. Well, this week, I think we've got to give it to the steak and strip club moment on Housewives (laughs) of Beverly Hills. Let's take a listen to exactly what went down. All of a sudden, you're like gone. So I wanted to know that you're okay as my friend. As your friend, I want to talk to you privately because you hurt my feelings in Santa Barbara. But I don't want their opinions in our friendship. I hear you. What we need is like a big steak. That's what I need. We big steak. Go have, have your steak and go to a strip bar. Go do that, you guys. Wait, what? We're going to go to a strip bar. Go to a strip bar. I somehow hurt your feelings if you're really mad and hurt about it. But we're going to get a steak and we're going to a strip club. How do you say that if you're being all high and mighty about a threesome? 
Okay, who knew, so yeah. <laughs> who knew that you that strip clubs provided such great steaks? I did not know that. <laughs> I know. But you know, at first I was sort of like, what the hell? Kind of like Lisa Rinna was like, what? They're going to get steak at a strip club? But Denise and Aaron would be the couple that would go do that together. Oh, 100%. Right? But, yes. But it turns out Denise did tweet during the episode that she was kidding, that they didn't really go to the, uh, the strip club, and she said it in a confessional, but it didn't air. Oh, bummer. Because I was going to say, I was like, I was sort of hoping they actually did go and that we would have had like lost footage to see, but <laughs> I guess it didn't actually happen. I mean, last season, Denise admitted that she let... Aaron have a massage and get a happy ending. So the fact that they right. are eating steak at a strip club, like I said, does not shock me one iota. <laughs> no, definitely not. I feel like they have definitely done this in the past. So <laughs> Definitely. But while we're on the subject, what are your thoughts? I know it's sort of been the topic of conversation on the show for the last several weeks, but are you team Denise or team the other ladies now when it comes to what they're arguing about with their children? I feel I'm I think I'm team other ladies on this one. I just okay. feel like Denise is kind of making something out of nothing. Right. But then the other night on the show, she was just like, I I don't want to have any drama. I'm just kind of going into this. I hope they all forget about it. And of course, the girls always kind of got to egg it on. Yeah, but I, I feel like the the problem is now shifting more towards her husband rather right. than Denise. Right. And he's definitely an instigator. That's exactly how I feel. I'm sort of team neither at this point because I'm like, it's such an easy topic to just let go. Respect Denise as to how she parents and Denise needs to respect how the other ladies feel and just agree to disagree and move on. Yeah. But Aaron is adding fuel to the fire and he really knows what the hell he's saying. No, I have no idea what he's saying. I have no idea what he does. He's a real big mystery to me. He is a big mystery. And I I find him to be so attractive, but he talks in circles and I'm just like, never mind. You're annoying. I thought Erica was going to throw down. Oh, I I was ready for it. Yes. I love Erica sort of just standing up and being like, you do not need to mansplain. Because at some point, like, you know, Lisa Rinna was saying, you don't see Harry Hamlin here. Like, Aaron, just stay home. What are you doing? Stay you're not home. on the show. Yeah, yeah, you're not on the show. But he just came to bring the drama and he did. And we're talking about it. So yeah, thank totally. you, Aaron, for that. Thank you, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to our interview of the week. Of course, we talked uh, about it at the top of the show. We sat down with Luann. She is gearing up to release brand new music, which I'm so excited about. She shot I had a, no a, idea. I know she shot a music video while she was in quarantine for Viva La Diva. Okay. She talked all about that. But of course, we talked about this season and she opened up about what she thought about Leah and Leah's decision to to drink again. So take a listen to this. I mean, how are you feeling about this season? I I mean, I have to admit, I think this is one of my favorites. I think it's fantastic. It's awesome. Oh, I'm so glad you're loving it. I, you know, I just feel like the season is so much lighter and brighter and fun you know, I, I feel like the past couple seasons were a little dark, especially for me. So I, uh, I'm loving this season. I love Leah as a new addition to the cast. You know, she comes right in and she's, she fits. Yeah. Uh, she's different from what we've had in the past. And I feel like it's a good, it's a good change for the show. And season 12, it's, you know, it's been a long run. It's been a great run and it's, and we're still going. So it's, it's awesome. And like you said, you know, you've had some darker seasons and this season, you know, we kind of see a new, great, fresh, new side of Luann, which I think is so fantastic. Yes, the new and improved. It had to make this filming experience so much more fun for you too. 
Absolutely. I, you know, I just feel like I'm back in the driver's seat. I'm back in, you know, on my game and it's, you know, it feels really good to be in that, in that place. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned Leah and it seems like the two of you bonded right from the beginning, picked up like old friends would, you know, I mean, what do you think about her? Do you, th- I love in the mid-season trailer where she says, you know, I elevate this group. Do you, do you agree with that? <laughs> Well, I, I think that she elevates the group in terms of her age group, meaning, you know, we're all of a certain age and Leah's is younger. And I, I feel like she adds that that dimension. Her daughter's younger. She's, you know, working hard in her, her place downtown. I think she's great. She's just hardworking. She's a good mom. And I think very relatable because she's vulnerable at the same time. And I think she really does well in her speaking about the you know, kind of confessionals. I think she's really well-spoken in those and very natural. And so I I feel like she really holds her own this season. What do you think of Ramona kind of giving her a hard time this season? You know, Ramona loves to play mother hen. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, Ramona's into mothering Leah a little bit and at the same time judges her more like she would judge her own daughter on her behavior. Yeah. So, you know, she doesn't give Leah a pass like she would Sonia. I mean... Sonny could strip naked at a party and Ramona wouldn't, wouldn't even flinch. So with Leah though, she's very judgmental. So I feel like she's harder on Leah than she is on everybody else. Yeah. I mean, do you think that Leah kind of fit in pretty seamlessly or was it a hard hard transition for her in the beginning? I think that it's not easy walking into a group of women like this who are already kind of established in terms of, you know, their social circles and, you know, on the show so I think it's a hard group to to walk into. And and like I said, I think she holds her own. It's not an easy job. And I think, you know, she does well with it. It's difficult. And we all have big personalities. We all have, you know, kind of our rhythm. And then, you know, to have to come into that, I think is not easy. So I think she handled it pretty well. Yeah. I mean, something that you two both bonded over in the beginning is your sobriety. And, you know, you both have, were open about deciding to drink once again. I mean, right. what do you think about her decision deciding to drink? Because, you know, I mean, I spoke to her recently. She said that she's not drinking anymore. But what do you think about uh, her decision? Well, I think, you know, there was a lot of pressure there, you know, a lot of partying going on, a lot of, you know, socializing and going to parties. And so it's very hard to keep up with that pace and and not indulge. So I think that we see what happens to her when she does drink. <laughs> yeah. so, so maybe it is a good idea that she quit drinking. <laughs> Was it, did you I'm the same though? I haven't been drinking either. Yeah. You know, I'm so glad during quarantine to not having to deal with drinking because it just, you know, I feel like if I was drinking during quarantine, I'd be drinking a lot. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, totally. Do you, did you feel the pressure to drink again while you were filming? I wouldn't say pressure. I would just feel like you're kind of not included. You kind of feel like, you know, you're out of the, you know, group somehow. And so I thought, you know what, I'm, I'm going to drink and, and be diligent about it and careful and um, responsible. And so I made that decision and, you know, so did Leah. And sometimes we handle it better than other times. <laughs> I was going to say, we don't see sloppy drunk Luann at all. <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> we still have a while to go. <laughs> I mean, darling, you've been watching this show for 12 seasons. Have you ever seen me sloppy drunk? <laughs> Besides falling into a bush, which was a lot, of, which was funny. Right. Yeah. We've all okay. been there. I was a happy drunk. You know? <laughs> yes. 
Totally. So, you know, it is interesting that Luann said that she kind of feels a little bit of pressure to drink during these situations because, you know, everybody else is drinking, everybody else is having a good time. And that kind of makes sense. Oh, absolutely. I think anyone drinking problem or not, when when you're around a few friends that have a cocktail, you're like, okay, pour me a glass. You know, it's just sort of how it goes. Mm -hmm. But, you know, last night we saw Luann poured herself a glass with the ladies, you know, and... I think it seemed like she was doing it responsibly. I mean, clearly towards the end of the episode, we saw things get a little out of hand and it seemed like the ladies were a little bit buzzed. So it'll be interesting to see how this plays out because as we saw in the teaser for next week, it looks like Luann gets a little bit drunker, Dorinda gets a little bit drunker and Luann looks like she storms out of the Berkshires. Yeah, it's, it's, it, things get really heated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Yes. Well, speaking of the fight about the cabaret, we also spoke about what happened with her and Sonia. And she also spoke a little bit more about what's going on with Dorinda this season and Ramona. So she kind of broke it all down. So take a listen to this. It's been a really tough season for Dorinda so far. And I think it's probably just going to get even harder for her going forward. I mean, what are your thoughts on her behavior this season? Because it seems like a lot of viewers are kind of torn. Right. Well, I think, you know, Dorinda's had a lot going on in her life, you know, with the breakup of John, you know, going through her house once again after the flood and going through Richard's things and dealing with that, you know, I, the, which I think it was very hard for her and very hard for her to get over. So I still think that she has a lot of pent up emotions that maybe she's not dealing with. And I think that's part of the problem. And, and, and I think it comes from fear and anxiety, you know, about the future. Right. which I can totally understand, especially in the predicament we're in right now. So sure, definitely. I think that's part of the problem. I mean, Ramona kind of calls her a mean girl this season. Do you agree with that? She can be. Yeah. You know, Dorinda has her moments and, you know, I, I love Dorinda, but she does have her moments and sometimes it tends to be when she's drinking. So, you know, but you know, that's, everybody has their, I, I'm, you know, I don't label people. I don't, judge people. I try not to because I have my own things to worry about and to take care of in my life. So I would never tell anybody, you know, you got to take care of that. I mean, people have to figure this out for themselves. So, you know, and I'm, I'm sure you're going to see that on this season as part of the process of hers is going through all these feelings and dealing with it. Yeah. Do you two go at it this season? I mean, you know, the magic of the mid-season trailer. So it kind of seems like... Yeah, well, yeah, well, we do. We have a moment up in the berserkers because I think... <laughs> I think it just, I don't know, I think that house is haunted or something. <laughs> it always brings out the worst. <laughs> right? Yeah. We have a moment, but, you know, we're pretty we're pretty good this season. God knows we've had a lot of riffs in the past. But, and, you know, listen, if you don't care about your friends, you don't go head to head or toe to toe because, you know, otherwise it's not even worth it. But for Dorinda, I'm invested in her. So I'm always there for her. Yeah, definitely. I mean, speaking of the Berkshires, you know, in I think tonight's episode, you go to the Berkshires and it looks like you and Sonia have a little falling out with the with the cabaret. Can you kind of explain what happens there? Well, you know, Sonia is complaining about payment, et cetera, which couldn't be further from the truth. I always pay Sonia. And I have major talent in my show. I have, you know, Rachel Dratch has been on my show, Laura Benanti. I have amazing singers and comedians. And so I'm not going to pay Sonia more than I would pay a major Broadway talent, sure. you know? And, you know, and it generally consists of her taking her dress off. So, <laughs> 
I mean, maybe I should pay her more for that. <laughs> Does that affect your friendship going forward? You know, I no. Sonia and I are, you know, you'll see, we make an agreement basically. And, um, but you'll see that coming up in the season. Yeah. Does Ramona really have 60 close girlfriends? <laughs> Ramona probably has more than 60 close girlfriends. Really? Well, close, I don't know what your definition of close is, but hers is obviously, well, maybe it's different. I don't know, but <laughs> more power to her, you know, girl power. Girl power. <laughs> you know, you, you did say in the last episode, correct me if I'm paraphrasing that, you know, she really only cares about herself and you were a little disappointed in her. You know, is that kind of a theme going forward without the remainder of the season? Are you two at odds? Are you still kind of disappointed in her? No, you know, Ramona has her her moments, you know, and I think that sometimes she is not thinking about other people and she's self-centered and she'll say that. I mean, she says it all the time. You know, it's all about me. You know, what about, forget about you. It's about me. So, I mean, there's no secret there, but all in all, I think Ramona has become a much better character in terms Mm -hmm. of, I think, learning from her faux pas. Yeah. And um, so, but every once in a while, she needs a reminder, a little slap on the wrist. So it doesn't really seem like the fight between she and Sonia really does affect their friendship in the long run. And same with her and Dorinda. So it seems like everybody is uh, friendly again, but certainly things do get heated. Yeah. I mean, these ladies know how to fight hard, but also make up hard. And that's kind of why I love them. Uh, It will Mm -hmm. be interesting to see how Luann and Dorinda make up after this because like I said, that teaser has my mouth on the floor because Luann's got her stuff packed up and Dorinda's like following her out and like kind of slams the door. It's this whole thing. But I don't know. I think Luann has been really level-headed this season and I can't believe I'm saying that because in previous seasons she was anything but. Yeah. But this season, I don't know. She seems to be very even keeled compared to what's going on with the likes of Dorinda and Leah and Sonia. So... Mm-hmm. The whole new Lou. It is. <laughs> it really is. Okay, let's move on to who is being such a liar, Camille. You're such a f-ing liar, Camille. Oh, we haven't been able to do this either. Uh, forever. Forever. <laughs> and it's refreshing just to have the ladies back both in New York and Beverly Hills. But my liar this week has to go to Miss Kyle Richards. Because mm-hmm. as I was sitting here watching with my sister, we don't normally get to watch together, but... My sister was like, I am so annoyed to see Kyle Richards acting a fool. And she was so like taken aback. She had her hair in front of her mouth going to her sister (laughs) Kim's breast appointment because she needed her breast fixed because her implants had deflated. It's like, A, you're her sister. B, you're also a woman. If you can't handle it, just don't go to the appointment. So yeah, don't, it seems a bit, a bit much, a bit much. So I'm calling, I'm calling that she's lying. I mm. think she's just being dramatic for dramatic sake. Like, you, are you that appalled by your sister's breasts? Like, come on, come on, come <laughs> you're on. an adult woman. Like you're there for support. Don't act right. like you're so shocked. Yeah, man yeah. up. I know. <laughs> Mine has to go to Ramona. I am so tired of hearing about her 50 close friends. Like, I can't you handle don't it. don't have 50 close friends. You can't. Like, you just no, can't. No, you can't. <laughs> and especially <laughs> someone impossible. like Ramona. I would actually love to call all of these women and be like, do you consider yourself close with Ramona? I guarantee <laughs> you at least half would say no. 
Yes. It'd be like, yeah, I saw her a year and a half ago at a gala. <laughs> sure. Yeah. And Elise was like, you know, you, she called her out. She's like, you don't have 50 close friends. You just don't. You don't. Period. <laughs> like, it's just not possible. So not possible hopefully that's the last time we have to hear about her 50 close friends. But something tells me it's Oh, not. no. It's coming. Because <laughs> wait, we, are, are we going to get footage of her birthday party? I, I'm I assuming mean, so. To. Yeah. We've, that's all we've been talking about. I know. And it's going to be, I'm going to be <laughs> looking party. at these ladies. Yes. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. Next up, who going to check us, boo? Who going to check me, boo? Well, my check me, boo moment of the week is, I've said this before, but I'm going to say it again. Real Housewives of New York is the most authentic franchise. And I felt like last night's episode in the Berkshires was just a friendly reminder we saw Dorinda take the chicken out of the oven with the tin foil on. We saw them opening their own glasses of wine, pouring it, having a casual lunch. They weren't really in full glam. I just feel like everything that these ladies do just seems more relatable to me. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got the Atlanta girls and the Dallas girls. They're always in really high glam. Obviously, the Beverly Hills ladies are not only in full glam, but everything they do seems a little bit fancier than the average Joe can do in the country. But I feel like when you see the New York girls hang out, it just feels like a little bit more real right. than the other real housewives. I don't know. And no, I totally agree with you. It yeah. doesn't feel as, I mean, it's not staged, but you know, it just right. feels like they're actual really good friends that like care about each other. And Luann kind of said it best when I was speaking to her. She's like, if we didn't fight with one another, it means we don't care about one another. Right. And so if something didn't bother us and we didn't call each other out on it, then we wouldn't care. And that's absolutely. So I think that really does come through. But my who going to check us boo is like, Luann, you got to pay. You got, if, oh. if Sonia was going to be in your cabaret, I feel like she has to pay her, don't you? Yes, absolutely. And that's why I was so confused with the way last night's episode ended. It was like Luann got so angry. And I think Sonia was so just angry. trying to prove a point that she pays her $225 and <laughs> called it out and was like, that doesn't even cover my hair and makeup, which we know that, you know, those people charge a lot of money. Those people are very talented at what they do. And yeah. even to give that, and then, I mean, it just doesn't cover it. And at the end of the day, Luann is making money for her cabaret. So if she wants to have Sonia be featured, give her a cut. Yeah. Oh, totally. Here totally. the end. Yes, give her a cut. But I think it sort of went under Luann's skin because I think that she thought Sonia was implying that she can't do it on her own. But I don't think that was it at all. I think everyone is proud of Luann's cabaret career. Sonia was just like, if you want me to work with you, if you're getting paid, so am I. Oh, totally. Pay up, Luann. Sorry. (laughs) Pay up. Oh, I can't wait for next week for both uh, New York and Beverly Hills. I think it's going to be great. I know. Well, I hope our listeners as are as eager as we are to see Brandy return. And hopefully this Denise Brandy drama will finally get talked about. Finally. Yes. <laughs> it's going to, you know, they're going to leave us on like the season finale on like a cliffhanger. Oh. Like wait for next season. Completely. We'll see how it all works out. Uh, but hopefully we get our answers soon. And of course we're going to bring it all to you. Yes. Joe, that's it for this week's Getting Real with the Housewives. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. So much fun. We got through so yeah. much this week and thank God our ladies are back. That's all I know. I thank say. God. I know. Thank God. But if you need your Housewives fix before next week, when we break it all down, head on over to usmagazine.com where we have got you covered. Talk to you guys next week. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. 
If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.